Welcome to the City Confessions. I'm Marianne Yip, a native New Yorker, and I'm here to discuss all the thoughts that go through the minds of people living in New York City. Being that I live in the city that never sleeps, I come across people who are constantly in a rush. I would like to take a moment to sit down and talk about what's on their minds and what keeps them up at night. So sit back and let's get ready to dive into these confessions with people I know and people that I've never met. Hi guys, welcome to the latest episode of the City Confessions. Today, I have Lisa Nicole Rosado. First of all, let me just interrupt and say that your name is amazing. Thank it's you. like such a great name <laughs> to like say, and it's like, yeah, I love it. But yeah, so I have Lisa Nicole Rosado. She's the founder of We Are Women Own, which is a community and service based platform dedicated to supporting emerging women owned businesses. Yes. It's kind of a mouthful. It is. But why don't I have you introduce yourself and tell the audience a little bit about who you are, what you do, and what is We Are Women Own. I'll try to keep this as (laughs) brief as possible because it is, I I always preface this whenever I'm interviewed and this is why I need to write a book one day. Me too. Sorry. All good. (laughs) All good. Um, It's really been a, a full circle journey for me. And one of the reasons why I started We Are Women Owned is because I embarked on my entrepreneurial Mm -hmm. journey. And I mean, I would say blogging is entrepreneurship in its own right. But for me, that journey really felt like it started when I launched my online women's apparel boutique. And I, throughout that process, felt very alone and isolated. I went through a period of depression because it kept me home. I was running every facet of the business and it was a lot of work. Granted, I appreciate the fact and I'm proud of myself that I was able to take charge in all of those areas. Even if I wasn't the greatest at them, like I was still able to get things done. I had enough knowledge in each area. Uh, kept me home. Mm-hmm. And I also really didn't know that many female entrepreneurs. I tend to feel most comfortable and relate the most to women. I grew up with a lot of very strong women in my family. <clears throat> my voice keeps going it's today. all good. People have been like sick on my podcast. This is real life. Okay. <laughs> Wait, like, why reality? is this happening today? Um, and yeah, so naturally, because I grew up around mostly women, I've always felt more comfortable leaning on women for support. And so I started to seek community. I couldn't really find it. And I also think that's what led me into blogging is wanting to find community and sisterhood. Isn't that um, how we kind of met? Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure. I can't even remember the I think first we time met, we met. It wasn't an event. Wasn't it at um, somebody's like get together? Maybe. I think it was. Maybe. Oh I don't gosh. even remember. I don't remember. It's been many Forever. years. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> it's been many, many years. And with, through the blogging, I will say I've met some incredible people along the way, but it caused me a lot of social anxiety, which I've always dealt me with my too. entire life, but it brought it even more to the surface and like wondering what everybody's thinking and like, oh my God, why did I say that thing? Or how did they receive it? Or are they talking behind my back? I'm like, the same way. Yeah. Am I good mm-hmm. enough? Like so many things started to emerge for me that I realized, you know, 
um, perhaps this isn't really my community, but I did learn so much through it. And again, I do have like a handful of people that I've remained in contact with throughout the years. And I consider them some of my dear friends and they come out to support my events now, which is so great. And the brands that we represent. Um, so that's been really, really awesome. But with the entrepreneur, I should say, and with entrepreneurship, um, in seeking community, I couldn't quite find it, which is interesting because now there's so many communities out there. And this was like, not even three years ago. Right. So I set out to create it and I was like, okay, if I can't find it, let's create it. And that's how I feel like a lot of really awesome businesses are built. It's out of necessity, right? It's usually out of personal necessity. You're like, I think other people need this too. I hope that they do. Let's see, you know, if we can gain some traction here. And so between wanting and craving community, I feel like I needed it. That might be extreme, but I I feel like I really needed it. Um, And also having an e-commerce business, I, the online marketplace is very saturated and I thought I had it in the bag. I was like, I've been working in retail for 10 years now. I have a little bit of an online presence. Like I'm, I got this. <laughs> like I love buying. I've had like a great success in the places that I've worked and was so confident. I was slightly terrified, but confident going in and it took a while for things to pick up, it's you know, hard, and it was yeah. terrifying and you start to, I think in the beginning, you kind of hope that your friends and family will kind of step up to the plate and support you and help you spread the word. And there were a few people that did that, but I realized, oh my God, I'm going to have to put so much more work into this than I had initially uh, thought. And so I noticed the importance of in-person events as an e-commerce business and having apparel. So I was like, okay, we need to host events where people can touch, feel, see, experience, try on, get to know the person behind it. And I couldn't do it on my own financially. So I took the, like, I think it was three other women. Yes. Um, that I did know who were female entrepreneurs. I was like, Hey, let's put on like a little event together. And this was in Hoboken. I had just moved to Jersey at that point from Astoria and, um, we did it and it was pretty good. Like it was the hottest day of the summer. It was one little air conditioner in this space. So many people were away that weekend, but it was, it was actually pretty good. One thing that like kept me up that night was wondering how everyone else did. And I felt, you know, you maybe the other, they, woman or yeah, the other women that participated because I felt like they were not talking up their products in the way that they deserved. I'm more of a curator and that even though I started with my own collection of clothing, I more curate different brands, right? I pick a selection of goods, whereas all of these women created their own product. And there's like, like to me, there's like an even bigger story behind mm-hmm. that. And they weren't promoting that they, you know, maybe they felt differently. I don't know. But I said to myself, you know what, if I, if I were to host events again, I would want to implement mentorship into this so that, you know, they walk away feeling like they have truly maximized their experience. So what I've done since then is offer like resources and tools and tips to help them walk away feeling like, wow, that was such a great experience. And I got so much out of it. Um, and in turn, most, not most times, I still don't sleep at night after events just because I'm like, did everyone have a good time? But knowing that I truly did my best, you know, and that um, 
I hope that I've served them. Like service to me is so important. Um, and seeing it being done in this way does something for me. And I, it makes me feel like I have more of a purpose than I did when I was blogging, even though I have no regrets doing that um, because it allowed me to connect with people on what eventually felt like a soul level because I would really pour my heart out between blog entries, but also Snapchat when Snapchat was huge. Like I would pour my heart out and like let people into my life and realized what a gift vulnerability can be. I know we hear all the time now, but I was doing this before it was like, you should be doing this. Yeah. Yeah. And it was terrifying to pour your heart out and like you're sobbing on camera and you're like, I don't know how people are going to receive this, but I need to release this. Mm -hmm. And hopefully as we all say, like it resonates with one, two, three people. And the first time I ever did that, I received messages throughout the entire week. Like it was radio silence for the first few minutes. And I'm like, what did I do? But it was through Snapchat. And I had a really nice following on Snapchat because I used to work with Birchbox all the time. Mm. And they would allow me to take over their Snapchat account once a month. And then Instagram stories became the thing. And then I started to do it here and there. And what was really cool about that partnership with Birchbox, I adore them to this day, even though I'm not a subscriber because I've been on a cruelty-free journey and they don't have a cruelty-free mm-hmm. box, um, which I understand. It's it's harder to scale. Um, they have been so good to me throughout the years, even with few followers. I think that they just saw how passionate. I was already talking about their product without Before. them mm-hmm. reaching out right. to me. Um, and they would allow me to share my day-to-day. So I would like unbox my monthly box I would um, apply try out like some of the new products, but also talk about some of my Birchbox Birchbox favorites. And then they were just like, "Do they, we trust you? Like, do whatever you want." And I was allowed to take them behind the scenes on my day and like what running my business looks like. And I would give them sneak peeks of the new arrivals and like special discounts. And it was a really beautiful relationship and a partnership. Um, so because of that, I had amassed like a nice. It sounds so funny to say, <laughs> like a nice following there. Um, and again, found myself just pouring my heart out and the response just moved me. Um, so I was like, okay, I'm going to make it my responsibility to be more open and honest and, and, and share some of the not so pretty parts. Right. Um, so how did I get here? I don't (laughs) know, but like, I'm so just like with you right now, like we've been (laughs) recording for 10 minutes, but like, no, like you're, you're so inspiring. Just like being ten minutes, you're you're very well spoken. Oh, I'm you. so engaged with like what you're saying. That's why you're asking me. I'm like I don't even know, and I don't even care. <laughs> how did we get here? Because I think know? we were talking about the events. Yeah, but just like your your yeah. just who you are. How how you find um your passion for entrepreneurship, embarking yes. on your now creation for the community, and you're, all of that. you are a good listener. Yeah, <laughs> um, no, that's such that's so. I love how everything kind of came. Uh, together mm-hmm. with your love for service for helping women and then your boutique and like it, it it makes sense why you are where you're at now exactly you know? exactly so now I remember how we got here thank you for that <laughs> in that there was so much so many beautiful moments with running the blog the style theory and launching my online job which was the style it still exists it's called the style theory collective I just have not put my heart there or energy it's there hard. in quite some time just because we are women owned is truly what I found mm-hmm. that I'm passionate about. And it takes up so much of my time. Um, 
but I do have to deal with that. We got to make that money back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there are still things that I haven't even put on, right. on the website, but, um, uh, I found that through We Are Women Owned, which I actually was hosting events under the Style Theory Collective at first, yes. even though it was women so focused. To your newsletter, FYI. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and I read them. Oh, so. Thank you. I really appreciate yeah. the support. Um, so, yes. Hmm. Now I lost. So my tell me a little bit more that. about the community. Like, yeah. Who, so that's what I'm getting okay. at. It's that um, the blog allowed me to it 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 aided me in getting to this point, Got if that it. makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Um, and so it did, I felt like I was empowering women, but it wasn't in the way that, again, like my heart and soul wanted and needed to. So when I stumbled upon like doing these events, which two months later from that teeny tiny event, we grew to 17 vendors. Um, and also this company, I don't know that they're super active because they launched like a branch of the company where they're doing more for pop-up spaces. Uh, but they awarded us a thousand dollars to put toward a space, which is very helpful in New York. It didn't cover the whole thing, but it allowed me to go from that tiny space in Hoboken to, you know, the lower East side. And so ever since then, our events have been in the city, primarily in Soho. Um, but it's just been, it's exhausting (laughs) to do what I do to hold space for people Mm -hmm. in the way that I do, especially as someone who considers themselves a very sensitive, um, I would even say I'm an empath to, Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if you, are you a little bit? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like you probably are too. Um, we're just highly sensitive individuals. And so what happens is we can take on Mm -hmm. something that is not ours. And sometimes it's hard to separate that energy of like, what is mine and what is not mine. So that is something that I've been working on all year. So even though it's exhausting and, um, there's still a little bit of a learning curve going from product to now service, I have never felt this fulfilled and like, this is the work that I'm meant to be doing. And this is just the beginning. So mm-hmm. we are women owned. We actually, I came up with the name because I was tired of explaining what our events were like, Oh, the style theory collective pop up. Yeah. Like, what is this? Yeah. And then finally something came to me and I love the name we are women owned because it's kind of like, it says it all. A hundred percent. But for it's me, so empowering. So exactly. like the name itself, it's like power. For me, it feels like it's even in my bio on the website, like a movement, a statement, a declaration, yes. a sisterhood, which is what I wanted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, I'm looking for a sisterhood. Um, so that actually, the name came to me in January of last year. And then I pushed it out into the world in March of last year. And it feels like it's been like five years. Mm-hmm. It really, truly does. Um, and it's growing. And it's, it's growing. It's, yeah. and, and people want to be a part of the community. And they found value in it. And... Do so you think a lot of people who are in the community have businesses or is it they also, do? Okay. Mm-hmm. But are there also people who are maybe just wanting to support? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> we have a, we have definitely a combo of people and it's been really cool to see the people who are supporting me throughout the blogging and the online mm-hmm. shop, you know, uh, crossover Got to it. being so excited about our events and showing up at our events and becoming um, customers of these other brands. It's, it's, it's Mm -hmm. awesome. So there's definitely both for sure. I would say that's more so like via Instagram and our pop-up events, our Mm -hmm. pop-up shopping events. Um, whereas online, we've really like on our website and on Facebook, we've really built our community. That's been more so focused on serving, uh, serving, sorry, uh, women-owned businesses. That makes sense. Yeah, Yeah, it does. Yeah. 
It's so lovely. I mean, yeah. it's so inspiring. Um, I think we spoke a little bit too. Like, I remember just shooting you a message, just being like, or even seeing your person and just like saying like, I am loving what you're doing. And mm-hmm. I feel like, not to like bring you back to me, but I'm at a point in my life too where I'm trying to find what my greater purpose is. And I agree with you in the sense of like, I'm craving for... I don't know if it's a community, but definitely I think my purpose is to like serve people as mm-hmm. well. So I'm loving what I'm doing with the whole blogging and everything. And it's been such a great whirlwind of a journey. But I think I'm reaching this point where I'm trying to seek something else because mm-hmm. I don't feel 100% fulfilled. So it's so great to hear you speak about what you do because I can sense the passion that you have. And a part of me is like, wow, like I want to be able to feel that way, mm-hmm. you know? I feel like you're, you're, I don't know. It's interesting. I feel like you're on, we're all on that journey, right? I think we're all meant to serve in some way. I think there's, it's important to have that giving, like a, I don't want to say give and take, maybe like giving and receiving sounds a little more Mm -hmm. pleasant to Mm -hmm. me. (laughs) Take just feels like, "Mm, you know, I don't want to go there. Um, I think it's important that we have more of that given receive synergy. And before we actually hopped on to record the podcast, I was telling you how this year has been rough for me Mm -hmm. mentally, physically, just emotionally. And so she was like, wait a minute, like you got married? Yeah. <laughs> like this is happening and this is happening? Like, are you even posting this mm-hmm. on social media? And I was like, yeah, a little bit, but I really haven't been showing up in the ways that people have in the past grown accustomed to because I've been in this state of like protecting myself mm-hmm. because I, burnout is so real. Girl, I Like know. so And as real. a businesswoman, I... Yeah. As a business woman, (laughs) you are correct. Woman is a really uh, crucial element to it. Like uh, we, a lot of us women have the habit of giving, 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 giving. And then when it comes time to receive, or if somebody offers something to us, we start to feel guilty and undeserving. Right. And so one thing that I touched upon a few minutes ago is like going from product to service. And I say this, so I'm sure people are like, oh my God, she's like, she's repeating herself over and over. But it was a big transition for me to go from like selling someone a dress where it's like, it's a tangible product, right? So you give me a hundred dollars and like, here's this dress as opposed to now I'm charging for some, like a service. It's very different. And so that has been a really interesting journey being that I know what it is to have a retail business and how much money it can take. Even if you're doing, if you're starting really small, it is so much of an investment, right? You have to buy stock and all the supplies and you got to have the website ready and the photos. There's just so much that goes into it. Right. And then to ship out the items and it's, it's very, very costly. And if you don't have enough space in your apartment, you might want to rent out storage or like a warehouse. Mm -hmm. There's just so much that I think unless you're in the business, you don't, you don't consider these things. Um, and I'm really sensitive to that. So when it comes to charging, you know, for my services, it's, oh my God, I know it's paralyzing. It can be paralyzing. And I'm like, but I feel bad charging Mm -hmm. this. And they're like, well, you're not going to be profiting from this if you're not charging X amount of dollars. So I've worked with a lot of people who I would consider mentors in a way or friends that 
I really look up to who have really made a name for themselves, um, who are doing well. Um, and I'm like, Hey, I don't know what to charge. And I go back and forth and they give me advice. And then I wouldn't take it. And then I find myself in the same situation over and over again. So I will say earlier on in the year, um, I was spending money out of my pocket to make these things money that like I was pulling from the online shop, right? Mm -hmm. That's honestly like nothing has been handed to me. And I realized this is not sustainable. And I would leave every event. Sometimes I would go into the bathroom and cry during an event. I know. (laughs) Like I even feel weird admitting that, but I would just be so exhausted, so exhausted. And knowing that I would have to dream up the next event and do it quickly to kind of sustain myself Mm -hmm. for the next few months. Like there was no time for me to recover. And I'm an introvert. Like I love people, right? I would say I'm probably a little bit more of an extroverted introvert as I've gotten older, but I'm an introvert. Oh, I'm so into astrology. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a Virgo sun. Okay. Pisces rising Sagittarius moon. So Pisces. I'm a Pisces rising as well. Emotional. (laughs) Yeah. We are very emotional, sensitive beings. That's why I was like, what is her Yeah. And then the Virgo. Go ahead. No, I just talk about this all the time. People are probably so annoyed of it. It's going to be an astrology podcast. Oh, I am into it. I really feel like astrology is going to play into something that I offer in the future. Yeah. So you're talking to the right person. Perfect. And I use it as a tool, both in life and business all the yeah. time. I've been working with an astrologist for over three years now. And she's been, she's a coach. Like yeah. she's a coach and the mentor so to me. Yeah. She's amazing. Um Okay, okay, I want to interrupt you a little yeah. bit and just ask you, like, how did you find, like, was there a moment where you were like, it, it really changed your mindset? Because I know you're talking about, you know, maybe not, from what you're saying, it sounds like you didn't really know your worth. Oh, and I'm still you know? trying to figure out, you know, what value I offer. And it's usually, it's not until after I've gone through an experience mm-hmm. was like, totally, I should have totally charged more right, for that right. or... There should have been some sort of exchange where it feels like the person's getting something and I'm getting something. It doesn't always come down to uh, money, you know, right. it's just as long as it feels balanced in some way. Like if someone's just like, oh, like I'll come help you at an event, like no problem. It's like, okay, like what can I do for you in exchange? I'm very much that kind of person that it's it's difficult for me to accept something just because someone wants to do it out of the kindness of, of their heart. I always want to know what can I do in return for 100%. you. 100%. You know. And that's the best way to approach life. Mm-hmm. Like when you're when you are entering a relationship and you are saying like what can I do to again like help you out without any strings attached like I'm not looking for anything. I think when you give 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 like what I feel like you've been doing and I have as well the universe like grants you like acknowledges that and it all comes back to you. I totally believe that too what ended up happening was I wasn't taking care of myself mm-hmm. and it was showing physically. Like I was flaring up in my joints, like my yeah. feet would swell up. So I couldn't walk some days. I would put my laptop bag on my shoulder. It would blow up. Like, and so I really had to learn to slow down. Number one, to start charging more so that I wasn't continuously working myself to the bone mm-hmm. and not taking that time to rest I really need that time after our events, our events, like, because I don't have like this team supporting me, I'm doing everything from start to finish. And especially like the week of, I barely sleep. Mm -hmm. And then 
to them because I'm not charging enough, right? I wasn't even factoring in the time that I was putting into it. I was just like looking at my expenses without, you know, what I'm putting into it. And that's how I was like formulating my pricing. No wonder like nice. I was working myself to the bone and, and not making much. Um, so I, I had to start listening to my body. And then I had a really, I ended the year and I made more money than I've ever made before. And I was crying and I was like, oh my God, I can't believe it. And it's because I finally started to charge, you know, what I should have been charging. And money has been like a really, I think for a lot of us, um, has been like a difficult conversation, a difficult topic Mm -hmm. to have. And uh, my family's money story, I still have, you know, I hold that with me. And that's something that I've been working through of not having enough or, you know, someone in the family having money and them feeling very selfish with it. And I don't want to, I don't want to seem that way, but then I also don't want to like, um, so for instance, my little sister is mentally and physically disabled and she's actually my half sister, even though I don't see her that way. And my mom has been a single mom raising her for oh my God, I think like 20 years now. And I see my mom as being very selfless, right? But I also see what what life looks like when it's that way. And then on the other side, my father, oh my gosh, dad, don't listen to this. Um, you know, he's he was pretty comfortable for a lot of his life and would treat himself for it. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I have had moments in my life where if I really needed something and I don't like to ask, but I would ask and then I would kind of be made to feel shameful for asking for them. And like that translates to me and that I'm not worthy. Do you know what I mean? Now I'm getting a little like misty eyed and that stuff sticks with you. So it's like, I'm afraid of people. This is something I'm working through. So I'm going to say, I'm going to own it in the present because I'm careful with my words, but this is something that I've honestly, it's not a past thing. It's something I'm working through now and that I'm worried that if I charge what I really should be charging, people are going to think I'm out there just trying to get their money. Mm-hmm. I'm so afraid of it or that I'm not in it for the right reasons. But I think that's valid. I think a lot of people, even like to shrink it back to blogging, I know starting out a lot of people were like I don't know what to charge I don't know what worth is but I think like it um when you finally are able to like put I don't want to say like a price tag on yourself but like again show up and know what your worth is people are gonna see that your passion and your authenticity is apparent and that will outweigh you know what I mean like their concerns of like paying paying for that Mm -hmm. that makes any sense it makes so much sense i think it's just so deep rooted that it's not it's hard it hasn't been the easiest thing to untangle (laughs) like i feel like there's days where i make or like months let's say where i make so much progress and then there'll be like that one thing Mm -hmm. that kind of like sets me back again you know i think we're humans like it's it's a natural part of the process um but I was so excited when I was like oh my god I made this much money and I can actually take like two weeks off like (laughs) and now I want like two to three months off but at that time I was crying because it felt like I had ended this cycle and I was so excited for this year I was like oh my god I'm gonna kill it I just feel like everyone around me is gonna kill it like I just went into the new year just feeling so positive and optimistic and that just wasn't how it panned out. Mm-hmm. Like I, I couldn't get out of bed. I had 
um, brain fog. I was fatigued. I was depressed. Like I just didn't have the motivation or the energy. Mm -hmm. My body just like shut down on me because I, again, wasn't taking care of myself, was not making self a priority. And I wasn't allowing myself to receive. Right. I love that you said, we talked, you said something earlier, which I can't remember, but, um, towards the end of last year, when I started to realize what was happening, I, there's like a quote, and I think it even comes from the Bible is that, um, you should give before you receive or something like that. And for me, I had this moment of like, oh my God, no, you need to receive so that you have more to give. (laughs) So I'm not like (laughs) going against the Bible in any way, but I, that just like really clicked for me. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like, you want your cup to be filled and overflowing so that it's flowing into or overflowing into the cups of others Mm -hmm. around you. And so that's where I've been focusing a lot of my energy this year is taking care of myself. And so when I had this really not great start to the year, um, I started going to therapy, which now I'm like, everybody, I should have done this since I was a kid, (laughs) but I finally made that investment in myself (laughs) to Mm -hmm. receive, um, that kind of the attention and just having someone to talk to who is completely unbiased. Um, and to kind of give me the tools that, you know, whatever it is that I might need to help me move forward. Um, and I thought I would just take like another week off and it turned into almost 10 months of me feeling like I couldn't show up in the ways that I was. And so part of that was feeling like I've been in this mode of hiding. Mm-hmm. Like that's why I haven't been showing up as much on social media. Um, cause I've been taking the time to really nurture myself, but also it's kind of dangerous because I've totally put up a wall because people are constantly reaching out to me because they need, or they want something from me. And most people, it's not for any type of exchange. Um, and so that's caused me to just be like, you know what? Well, I'm not going to respond to anybody. <laughs> right? No, that makes sense. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. I feel like you really just poured your heart and soul out and you kind of already I don't want to say answered my questions for the podcast because I usually have people talk about their background and their Mm -hmm. story and then I transition into asking them like what keeps you up at night and just sharing um again it's like a mental check-in right sometimes on social media it's glamorous if people share a lot or it's like mysterious and I'm like I have no idea like honestly I didn't know what you were going through I didn't know Mm -hmm. your story and like I'm so thankful and grateful that you were able to share that and so yeah I don't know if we dropped the gun a little bit but what does keep you up at night is it all of what you were just talking about or is there something else that you want to you know tap yeah into? I would say that's I mean there are a lot of things that keep me up at night at night um Virgos are known for being very <laughs> analytical so I'm the type of person and this is something that I've been trying to be better about um I need to watch things to fall asleep And I think there are plenty of us out there, but my husband's the opposite. So he'll get pissed off if I like come into bed because we don't have a TV in our bedroom with my laptop, even though he falls asleep pretty quickly. I I have that in my head now, but I'm like, I can't, I'll put the computer away. And then my mind just like for hours. Me as a distraction, right? (laughs) So I've been trying to create more sleep routines um, for myself to kind of, it still takes me a little bit, but I think it's a habit, right? Oh, I've been using this app, Oak. 
Mm, um, I haven't heard of that. And one. I mean, there's like meditation. I have right? calm. Oh yeah, yeah, calm is good too. Um, it's kind of similar, but I so it's either like guided meditation mm-hmm. for sleeping, or sometimes I just put sounds on, and I mm-hmm. it sounds so cheesy. I I select like the rain sound, mm-hmm. and that just like calms me down, and I will sleep that white noise so, is awesome. yeah yeah white, i can't do white noise though well there's three different like, types yeah like yeah. the rain would be considered right right but there's that. like there's little, white noise white that's noise, what i was like um and then also like there's a part of myself that's really hard on myself knowing that you know my mom's situation being a single parent and raising a child i'm like why is that not enough motivation for me to charge more like that's like one right. of the things because really she could use financial support now, but as she's getting older and she has like her own health concerns. And I told you before the, we hopped on here that, you know, we nearly lost her last year. And so she, my, both my mom and my sister really need like a live-in nurse. My mom does not want to put my sister in a home and I understand, but they both need care. And so that requires, unfortunately, a substantial amount of money um, especially if it's someone like coming to stay, you know, overnight to assist with whatever right. needs to get done. And so sometimes I find myself being really hard on myself of like, take yourself out of the equation. Like if we just think of, you know, your, your mom and your sister, like, why aren't you doing more, which is something I'm working through too. Yeah. <laughs> but those are kinds of the things of not wanting to let people down. And sometimes it's like, how am I going to make ends meet, especially doing events in New York? It's, Space it's alone nice is up, very yeah. expensive, you know, and I'm still small. And again, this money's coming out of my pocket. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's money that wasn't saved because I didn't know, like, this is what I would get. I mean, consciously, I didn't know. Like, if I think about my whole life, it makes so much sense right. that I'm here. Um, and I wouldn't trade it for the world. It's just, it adds it's up. Hard. Yeah. yeah. Um, I want to shift gears just a little bit. I know we're kind of going backwards and, like, the format even though there really isn't a strict format but because it's called a city confession yeah you're a native yes correct? can yes. you talk a little bit about that oh i know God. i know I we're totally to. shifting gears no this but, is like such a treat for yeah. me to to talk about yeah so i grew up in the bronx and i lived oh. there um until i was 13 um and then i lived with my aunt and my uncle in connecticut for four years for high school i came back for college so i went to pace university mm-hmm. um in downtown manhattan and yeah new york is means everything to me like i it's interesting because my husband's originally from west virginia and we're not sure if we'll start a family but when we talked about it in the past it was like we are not raising a kid here and i'm like what are you talking about like i feel like despite like what was going on at home Growing up here was such a treat. Like we had access to so many Mm -hmm. resources and like went on the best class trips and the diversity, like it was just the independence. I feel like when kids are growing up in New York compared to any other city. I feel like they're a different breed. They are. (laughs) I feel like you are, you have thick skin. Mm-hmm. You can think on your feet. Mm-hmm. Like you're exposed to so much like elements so much. in your life and you absorb all of that. And that really, really shapes like who you are. 1000 And I think that's also why you're an entrepreneur because New York City is made for entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. Like it is made to like for people who are hustling and who are constantly, you know, doing the most they can, which obviously kind of also leads to like burnout and mm-hmm. all that. But it's like such a powerful foundations mm-hmm. have for sure yeah I I mean it is one of the it's the most special place to me for sure um and 
I can't imagine there's like the part of me that's wanting to experience what it's like living in different cities and different countries for sure. But I feel like I would always come back here. Same. Like if I had it my way, I would always have a place here and then maybe somewhere else or like travel around. That's why yeah. that's what I'm currently doing. Yeah. Like I'm on this journey of like traveling a lot, but I love being able to call New York City home. And it's so exciting when you come back. 100%. Right? Like I need to regroup, <laughs> I need to recharge. And then when I have the itch to leave, like I'll go, but then I need to like this is like my home base. My, yeah. You know, the energy. I, I love like when I go away, I'm like, oh my God, I can't wait to get away. And then when I'm on the flight back and like yeah. we're approaching, you can see the city, right? You're about to land. I'm like, yes, like I need that energy, that kind yeah. of adrenaline that you feel. There's nothing like it. Yeah. So it's kind of like, I guess I'm craving balance in everything that I do oh now. That's, I used to hate that word. I'm finally owning it. This is literally <laughs> a consistent theme for throughout Every single one of yeah. my episodes is wow. crazy. Like so many of my guests have talked about balance, um, wanted to crave that, does it exist? What does it mean? Like it's it's crazy how you just mentioned that word. <laughs> and a lot of people, yeah, like some of my friends are like, I don't like that word either. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's it's real, it's mm-hmm. attainable. And the other people are like, no, like that is my goal in life. Balance. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's so interesting. Maybe it's not balance. I, ha- I don't have the word for right. it, um, but I'm. this is the first time I'm actually like saying balance because like, in therapy, it's one of the things that I talk <laughs> about because I think about just juggling all these balls and that doesn't feel really pleasant to me, you know? Um, but again, it's like having that, the exposure to the city, but also like staying in a tiny house upstate New York in the forest, you know, like mm-hmm. I need that. I need polar opposites sometimes sure. to kind of ground me. Yeah. Um, and also like going to college I feel like New York allowed me to explore and kind of find my freedom and my voice because when I went to college I told my parents I thought I was going to major in international business management but (laughs) my entire life I wanted to be a singer actress you know and so Pace has a really good acting program and I took a couple of their acting classes which was one of the hardest things I've ever done um being so introverted and shy and not letting people in very easily to have to put yourself out there in that way and be subject to criticism. You know, it was really hard for me, but I kept going back and I got into the program um, because I recognized, oh my God, like I can make my own decisions now. You know, like my parents aren't like hounding. They weren't the most thrilled when I told them, you know, Hey, like I'm going to go and do this thing. Mm -hmm. Like, Oh my God, like going to private school for this. (laughs) Um, but it was one of the best things I could have done. And I know for a fact, like I would not be running a business in the ways that I am and, and serving and reaching women in the way that I am had I not had that experience for so many reasons. So if it weren't for New York, I wouldn't have had that experience. Mm -hmm. Also starting my business. I started it when I was living in Astoria. You know, my most of my career, if not all of it has been in New York, Mm -hmm. you know, my communities here. Um, Yeah. I was going to ask you, most of the people are New York based. Yeah. Or like, yeah, heavily New York based. Yeah. Um, I've lived in every borough minus Staten Island. (laughs) So, I mean, it's played such a big role. I met my partner, you know, when we were in a show together in New York. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's like, maybe it's extreme, but it feels like it's everything. No, I love that. I love that you are just radiating New York. (laughs) Because that's my cheeks are actually warm. (laughs) That's like what about this podcast too. Like everybody, not everybody, but most of my guests have a connection to New Mm -hmm. York, whether they move here, whether they have a business here, whether they're working here. But the 
very few that were born here. Yeah. I think it's such a, it's so special. And yeah. I didn't realize how special it was because I'm a native as well. Mm-hmm. And so I started to meet more people and they would ask like, well, you know, where are you from? And I'm like, oh, I'm from New York. They're like, no, no but like, where are you from? And oh, I'm yeah. like, no, I get no, like I, I'm born and like, okay, no, but where? And I'm like, <laughs> Manhattan. And they're like, whoa, like, that's so weird. And I was like, really? Yeah. So now I'm like so appreciative of also like this this crazy but beautiful city. I also feel like it was such a gift. Such 100%. a gift growing up Because here. we didn't choose it. Exactly. You know? Exactly. So. Uh, even when I moved to Connecticut, it felt like a culture shock for me. Like I, that's when I think I really started to appreciate the fact that I grew up here and had access to the right. things that I did and the people that I grew up with. Um, because it was a predominantly white. I was one of the few minority mm-hmm. people. And it was tough. Because I just, I didn't even think about um, ethnicity or, you know, nationality, any of that. Like when I was, I mean, kind of my parent, my family has a lot of Puerto Rican pride. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So there's that part of it. Um, but it just wasn't something that would weigh on my mind. And then I went to Connecticut and it was so, it was so different. And this is like two hours outside of the city. A lot of these kids hadn't even been to New York city. Mm -hmm. And so I did make a few friends, um, that would admire the fact that like my aunt and I would go shopping in the city, you know, for the weekend, like we'd go to Soho and and make a weekend out of it. But um, I think that's when it really allowed me to really appreciate and understand like what it was, what it meant for me to grow up in New York for sure. Yeah. I love hearing that. It's such a special place. There's no place like it. I know. I love that. Um, Okay. And then the last component of the podcast is your confession. Mm. So, Obviously, this is a safe environment. Nobody's here to judge you. But at the same time, it's also for you to kind of show up being whatever you're comfortable with sharing, mm-hmm. right? Because I would never want anybody to, you know, not feel comfortable. Um, and also, I want to preface this by saying that a confession is different from a secret in the sense that it's something that you actually want to share, mm-hmm. but maybe you were scared of before. And it's something that's for you to like release into the universe. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be serious. Like I've had people share some silly confessions. So take away like the, you know what I mean? Maybe like mm-hmm. the connection between like, oh, I got to share something good. There's no good. There's no bad. There's no right. There's no wrong. It's just for you to say like, hey, this is my confession. This is what I've been going through. Or this is what people don't know about me. So like, if you were to complete the sentence of like, my confession is, <laughs> here is your chance. I feel like a chunk of this episode (laughs) feels like a confession because I haven't really opened up about a lot of this. Um, But a confession for people who aren't close to me would be that I still want to sing. Oh, yes. So I actually sang in a band for a summer, which was also one of the most terrifying things (laughs) that I ever did in the city. And, um, one thing that I never really did for myself was invest in vocal lessons. And it's something that I just want for me. Like, yeah. it's not like I want to make a career out of right. it. I just would love, I think I have a nice voice, but it's also like, thank you. No, I'm sure everybody's <laughs> like, yes, keep talking. Um, but it's also like very therapeutic for me. I realize that when I'm not singing at home, something's going on. Mm. like it'll be I'll be like oh my god I don't think I've sang out loud in like two months like even just like to Spotify that's what I'm talking about I just know that I'm like 
withholding things, mm-hmm. right? Like I'm keeping things in. And for me, music has been such a release. And I've never, my best friend actually one year got me vocal lessons. And um, it was just like one or two classes and it was great. But I was so, I lacked so much confidence. And I still, like I'm not the most confident, but I think I'm in a different place now. And also mm-hmm. it's not to impress anyone else. It's just for me. So I actually now that I'm married, (laughs) uh, we budget together. And one of the things that we're trying to figure out for next year is how to budget in and uh, vocal lessons for me next year. Oh my God, I love that. (laughs) I love that so much. I think, um, I don't know if it's what age, but I feel like when we grow older, like we start to look back in our lives and analyze everything Mm -hmm. and start to like get in tune with what we love and what we want to do. And it's like, Life is short. Yeah. So, like, if you want to do something, if you're passionate about singing or whatever the case is, like, just do it. Same thing with, like, businesses. Like, whoever's listening. And because even hearing from you, I was literally, like, my mind was, like, brainstorming things that I want to do. And I'm, like, just do it. I know. Like, honestly, the world is your oyster, especially being in New York, because I think most of my listeners are in New York. It's, like, there's so much that you can do. And if you allow yourself to dream it, then it can happen. I fully believe it. You got to work. You got to put some work into 100%, it. Right? But I think a lot of people restrict themselves from even sure. thinking about it. You know what I mean? It's like you, I, I, let's say singing, like, oh, I want to sing, but I'm never going to, like, it's never going to happen. You like, are preaching to the choir. I mean, I went to school for acting, right? Yeah. And then I jumped into like starting mm-hmm. a blog and entrepreneurship yeah. and you are you're preaching for but also like with what you do too like for some people it makes can I say a bad word yeah okay (laughs) I don't think I've ever called it a bad word I know some people when they see influencers which I know some people have content creators let's say because I know a lot of people don't like that word and I'm I kind of get it because I think we all have the ability we we all influence, right? Um, so content creators, they will bitch and moan, mm-hmm. seeing someone like pay their bills and travel the world and do all these things. You're not putting in the work to do it. Right. It right. can be possible for you. 100%. So I, I completely... Because yeah. usually completely. it stems from one, jealousy, mm-hmm. and two, like a lack of um knowledge like it's a lot of judgment well they're not yeah they're not allowing themselves to um I can't even think of how to like it's like a feeling they're not allowing themselves I mean to dream bigger number one Mm -hmm. but they're not I don't know I just feel like they're shutting themselves selves off from like what is possible exactly and then of course you're not going to put in the work to do it if you feel like it's not possible right yeah it's all about and this is something that I can get good at sometimes and then of course like I'll be like I'm good and then I let go of this thing and then it's like whatever um (laughs) is standing in the power of that person that you're already striving, that you're striving to be, right? So even though, let's say, I haven't touched six figures quite mm-hmm. yet, right? Like, walk around and own it like exactly. you do. Like, stand proud and and be in that energy because energy attracts, attracts like energy. And I'm a firm believer in that. Me too, girl. I'm so, the same way. Yes. Yeah. I don't know where I'm going with this. Yeah. But... <laughs> I just think people limit themselves yeah, and that's the so problem. much, so much. And while I do still sometimes, I've also left a lot and taken a lot of chances. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't imagine doing it any other way, yeah. though. I don't yeah. want to wonder what if. Exactly. You know? 
Um, I just want to take a moment right now to just yeah. acknowledge your presence, your energy, mm-hmm. your passion, your like your your whole being. Because I love that I do like my podcast as well because I'm always so inspired by the women and men that I have on my podcast. I love hearing their stories and I'm not even joking. Like I'm literally right here with you <laughs> and you're so inspiring. Like I can Thank just you. feel like like everything that you're putting out. And it's so, so genuine. Like there's not like a single like bad bone in your body that I feel. I feel like you're showing up in the world so positive. Your main mission is to serve people. And you're always about like giving, mm-hmm. you know? And I know that you, I'm working I on, didn't working know that you were traveling from Jersey, <laughs> but I do appreciate you of course. traveling all the way here just to like talk because not a lot of people will do that. And time is so valuable. And like you wouldn't get that travel time back. So the fact that you took time out of your day, out of your busy schedule to come and talk to me, like I so, so appreciate it. This that. is a perfect example of the giving receiving. Like this is also a gift for me. So mm-hmm. thank you for allowing me to number one, spend time with you. I know. Because okay, this, I feel like this is the most time, I shockingly, know, that we've ever spent together. But we've always... There's, I feel, you could feel differently. It's okay. But there's been good energy 100%. between us. So just being in your presence is a oh, gift for me. Um, also, her home is super <laughs> lovely and cozy and it's raining outside. So, and we're sitting on the floor. Yeah. So I don't know. It's, it's just like such a nice moment. <laughs> um, so that's special in itself. But you're allowing me to share part of my yeah. story with people. So thank you. Your story and, is beautiful. And the platform to do yeah. it. So. Give and receive. Yes. Uh, <laughs> two more questions. Yes. Okay. So second to last one is, what is the one thing you love most about yourself? Mm. I will always like to end yeah. on a positive note. And for people to like, like you were saying, it kind of goes to like what you were saying in the beginning, just not knowing your worth and feeling, you know, just not sure of again, like who, maybe, I don't want to say who you are, but maybe like what your purpose is and all that. So now it's like, after saying all that, after doing what you've been doing, mm-hmm. what is it that it's like makes you you? I think ooh. <laughs> that there should be like a whole list. <laughs> I think my heart and my drive for sure. Um, it can be a little like having as big of a heart as I do, and I think a lot of us do can get us into trouble sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but because I will say this, I have this mentality sometimes of like, I want to save the world. I'm one of those people who's very sensitive to what's going on in the world. And I'm like, I wish that I could do something mm-hmm. and I want to fix all the things that are not going right. Um, so I would say that, like, even though I feel like I've left my little mark and what I've already been doing, there's the desire to do so much more. Like to me, this feels like just the beginning. I've also taken ownership that I want to make really good money because I think the world needs more good people with money (laughs) who will truly make a difference for those who are undeserved, um, not undeserved, I'm sorry, underserved um, and that need it, you know? So I'm going to take ownership of that right now. That's an uncomfortable thing for me. But I want to be so successful um, financially that I don't have a worry. My family doesn't have the worry. And in turn, it'll allow me to to serve the world in a greater capacity. Um, And my passion, even though I can get in my own way, like I have overcome so many obstacles. Mm -hmm. And though I have my down days, I push through. So you know, and I don't let anybody tell me no. Yes, <laughs> I love that. I'm so stubborn. You tell me yeah. no, I'm like, 
well, I'm going to go do, do it. it. I'm going to show you. I'm going to prove you wrong. <laughs> so that, you know, like that passion and that perseverance yeah. for sure. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> and then obviously I'm going to leave all of the information to We Are Women Own, to your channels and everything in the description. But what are you currently up to? Like, mm-hmm. what are your goals so for the excited. rest <laughs> of the year, even for 2020? Like, yes. What can people expect from Ooh, you? This is, I'm excited about this. So we're currently planning our holiday uh, shopping event, which is like a marketplace of women-owned brands. Oh my God, yes, I will. So that's happening December 14th and 15th. I just booked the space actually. So it'll be in Soho, Soho. like Soho Canal Street area. Um, But something, or say and, something that I'm really excited about is because I've gone through the year that I've gone through, I really want to shine the light on wellness and self-care for women entrepreneurs. So in January, I'm hosting my first um, event in series of wellness events for female entrepreneurs. And the whole focus is really encouraging women to disconnect from their businesses for a moment and to connect with themselves. So I'm really excited. I'm really passionate about that because I want to help people who are going through something similar or prevent them from mm-hmm. getting to this point that, that I was in. Yeah. Um, and is that so, going to be part of Be A Woman? Only? Yeah. Okay. So it'll be, I'm actually the first event and I don't know if this is what it's going to be called um, throughout, you know, as we host more events, but uh, resting boss babe. So we're actually uh, partnering with Lunia, which is this amazing like luxury sleepwear and they focus mm-hmm. on like recycled materials. They have this beautiful store in Nolita and we're having these custom eye masks made from one of the women in our community called I'll give her a shout out 41 winks her name is Olivia and they say resting boss babe on them and we're gonna have a pajama party and it's gonna be sleep focused I love this I want to be part of it well I I need I I will send you the invite once it's ready and this is happening like I think it might be the last it's January 25th um, which is my birthday time. 27. Hey, oh I should just like, really, yes, yeah, do some, you know, self-care. So, Amazing. And we're taking our events to different cities. So I'm very excited. Absolutely. We just came back from Boston a few weeks Amazing. ago. So. so many good things in your horizon. I can just, I just want to serve. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to reach more women. So yeah. Well, thank you so much again for being on this podcast. And I know for a fact that everybody who's listening is so inspired and they're like, who is this woman? Like, I need to get to know her. So I'm going to leave all of Lisa's information again in the description, where to find her, how to get involved with your women own, how to support the community. And yeah, thank you so much thank again. You. This was so fun. Um, and stay tuned for the next episode, guys. Bye. Bye.